This episode of Missing Out is brought to you by the Physical Attraction Podcast. So if you're anything like us, you're very curious about a great many things. So why don't you learn yourself a thing or two by listening to Physical Attraction. It's the podcast that tries to explain physics, science, and the latest developments in technology. From the laws of nature to the end of the world, you can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. On the web at www.physicspodcast.com and on Twitter at PhysicsPod. Go learn about the natural world, folks. Physical Attraction Podcast. Uh, we're rolling now. Oh. Uh, counting us down. Three. I need help. Two. Uh, Who's going to help me? You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And he, I'm Brian Andrews. Hey, he introduced hey. himself. Yeah. We just we sidestepped yeah. all of the bureaucracy and mm-hmm. the red tape. We cut <laughs> right through it with there a was, giant pair of scissors. There was an opening. And, and the giant pair of scissors is today's guest, Brian Andrews. Hello. Welcome. You know, Hi. they called me that in grade school. Hey, giant pair of scissors. Giant. Very traumatizing. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't figure out why they called you that. And no. now in this moment, it's all so clear. And you got that, like, the saw music is playing while the camera spins around you real fast. Your your hands are on your head. My and hands are on my head. All back to that moment. <laughs> and you're so, like, nah! So that's the end of the show because I need to go have a moment with yeah, myself. He's got to sit and cry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. We'll edit it out. Come oh, back. Thank he's, you. He's processing a lot of repressed trauma. Aw. Um. So so uh, what do we real quick? Because Brian, I want to give you an opportunity up top uh, to let people know kind of who you are, like right at the outset, contextualize yourself and whatnot. But first, uh, Tari, maybe we should contextualize the show a little bit Ooh. in case it's. Somebody's first time. I love context. Mm. Okay. So if this is your first time listening, I don't know why I became like a gossiping <laughs> queen. Oh my gosh. So if this is your first time listening, put down your latte. Um, what you got to do or what you got to know is we introduce different media to each other, whether it be like movies. Mm, television <laughs> that was music, the media you're right yeah uh books experiences all these kind of things and we introduce it to you the audience and we hope that it builds you the way that it's built us one could say that we're the retrospective that's introspective hey i love that i love that we do this spiel every week and it never feels like it calcifies any further like it just always feels like this big sort of amorphous thing i mean i I love the consistency we hit the the same beats but we keep it fresh you know no one wants to sit through the same old routine like no like i feel like if i'm listening to a podcast and they're doing their general spiel and it's like hey uh you you're welcome back to the general podcast where we talk about generals of the war and we do then i'm like skip Plus 15 minutes or seconds. Yep. Yep. Well, if for all the listeners, there's actually a teleprompter that had all of this mm-hmm. in it. So we're very scripted despite it. There's a lot of errs and ums written in it. So yeah, our, our real talent is making it sound like it's all off the cuff. Right. But right. in fact, very uh, our writers insist we adhere very specifically and pedantically to the script. Oh, yeah. They're not good people. Every comma <laughs> must be observed or they get very, very sore at you. Sometimes they will throw multiple commas in, in a row. So like mid-sentence, you'll just be hit with like six, seven commas. Mm-hmm. And they expect you to know what to do with those six, seven, because it's a specific tonality to each part. Right. And let's remind you, 
all of this is in the prompter. It's just all in the prompter. Us yeah. explaining it. Including letting you know how angry they will be. It's really more for us than it is for you. They're watching. Yeah. Every time you start to veer off script, they just aggressively point at the teleprompter. <laughs> um, I've taken to using the Nicolas Cage method where every time I see a comma, I just get louder. And so it's like a, a, a sliding scale of loudness until I hit a semicolon. Then I start back at one. Mm, uh, yeah. It's really good. Because you can take a breath there. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, so, Brian, uh, yes. uh, this week you brought to us the YouTube channel, What I've Learned. Um, it is a what I would describe as a health and wellness, like, improvement um, style video essay channel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, just for background, it was started by, a, uh, by Joseph Everett. Uh, a graduate from the University of Texas. He now lives in Japan. Uh, and that's all the context I guess I really need to give. So how did you find this channel? Uh, well, a little bit about me to get into yeah, who, that. Who yeah. are you, man? So, <laughs> Tell us all about, like, what are you, what are you doing here, well, both, uh, you know, uh, on the mic and also on this plane of existence yeah. that we all share space in? We're going to get deep again. Let's oh do it. So, well, well, full disclosure, I've known Lex for, for almost as long as I've been in Los Angeles now, so five and a half years. Five and a half years. Yeah, you were one of the first people I met here. We met in UCB 101 under yeah. the tutelage of uh, Mel Cowan. Mel's Bells. Mel's yes. Bells. So, uh, but before that, I was a member of the Army active duty, did a deployment uh, to Iraq, took care of soldiers, came out here to, to pursue acting, creative realms. And uh, I've always enjoyed fitness, nutrition, learning about it because I grew up overweight and then I lost a ton of weight. And then I said, you know what? I want to figure out how to make sure I stay healthy. So I've always trying to find new ways to stay healthy, how to stay fit, and how to share that with other people. And so recently I've been getting into fasting, longer fasts, and watching videos on that. And, you know, the YouTube algorithm, they just say, you may also like, and it takes me about a month or two to actually go, okay, fine, I'll watch one of these videos you recommend. And so uh, I watched a documentary called Carb Loaded, which was associated with, uh, with what I've learned. And so then I just springed into the what i've learned channel because it's talking about there's some fasting videos there's some videos on uh, on alzheimer's and on just general wellness and it's all really bite-sized so i watched the first one and i really enjoyed how it was presented it's like wow this is like there's no talking head there's no guy trying to sell me a product it's not bro science it's right very to the point and uh factually accurate and so I just dove in and I watched all of them. I had about a month where I was watching a video every morning on my way to work. I was just like, even if it was the third or fourth time, just like so I can bury this knowledge and have it in me. What was the uh, first one that you saw, if you remember? Oh, that's really like the one that made you go like, oh, OK, this this channel. No bro science mm-hmm. here at all. Good bro science. Bad. This yeah. science. Good. Well, yeah. Not the like the top five <laughs> things you need to know about this that, or the other. But um, I'd say it have to be. The one I remember the most was uh, Fitness and the Brain. There was one video that just talks about uh, it, how beneficial fitness is for you know developing new synapses in the brain and, and uh, lowering stress. And it all just, it, 
it's there are all these different videos, but then when you put it all together, they all seem to coincide and have some deeper, simple themes where it's just, you know, eating natural foods, real foods, there's sugar, extra sugar in 70% of the stuff at grocery stores. And so a lot of themes come back in each video, but then he gets to go deeper in some realms than others. And there's others that are just like, how do you form a new habit? And it's not just sheer willpower because, you know, that's the tough thing about a bunch of wellness stuff. It just seems like everybody wants to sell you. Oh, you just got to like work really hard at it. You got to get through that pain. It's like, well, let's understand what that pain is. And like, oh, it's in pain because you're doing this part wrong. So, um, so I can't say I remember exactly the first one, but, uh, I just watched several of them over and over again. And now I use them to help my friends, which is the coolest thing. Cause, um, I don't know if you've ever tried to talk to somebody about health and wellness or dieting. It's like trying to tell them to switch political parties. Yes. Right. Yeah. It, I, I remember years ago having a conversation. It was not a lengthy conversation with a friend of mine because he, he wasn't fat, you know, his weight would fluctuate a whole bunch. So he'd get a little <laughs> bit bigger, a little bit smaller because he was just super into like junky fatty foods. And at a certain point we got into a conversation where I tried to like impress upon him the notion that like you can digest all of this food certainly and you can get a little bit of energy from some of it but your body really doesn't know what to do with most of this material Mm -hmm. and he kind of dug his feet in and insisted that no in fact the body knows exactly what to do with this kind of material and I didn't know I didn't know how to properly articulate the science to explain to him in that moment. <laughs> I like to imagine what? that he's like, your body knows, it just packs it into poop. It, yeah, <laughs> it, right. it takes it, it just packs it into brown logs and ships it out. That's right. how it, it's like, like yeah. eventually it will travel through and leave your body. But in that sense, anything you can chew and swallow is food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at that point, I I very quickly gave up because you're right. It really started to feel like I was trying to sway somebody from a political party. Yeah. It, it that's the toughest thing is because it can come up randomly in conversation. Like you know, you could bring up a film and have a really short conversation about oh I liked it, I didn't like it all, I liked it because this that or the other. But then to talk about you know a, f- a change in your health or your wellness is to go down so many different paths because you also have that rebuttal where it's like, well, I heard this is bad for me. It's like, oh, okay, well, we got to debunk that first before right. we can get back to the actual topic. And so what I've done is I, you know, it comes up in conversation and I just refer them to a video. I just copy paste like, here, just watch this on your own time when you have 12 minutes. And like we're, if we're at work or we're doing something else, yeah, you don't want to sit there and talk for 12 minutes and try to remember all of this stuff. So that's what I love so much about this channel is because I don't have to say, uh, just get over the fact that this guy's like a, a, a bro or, you know, or just get through the advertisement at the top of every video and right. stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's very, uh, very succinct to the point, very mellow voice, calm, mm-hmm. not trying to explode the data at you. So. Right. He doesn't make me feel like I'm doing anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to help me out. So that's what I love so much about it. Cause I can just universally refer it to, to anybody. Yeah. That's something I really liked about it is that it feels it feels like there's no specific agenda. He's just like, here is information about a specific topic. Here is uh, the perception of it. And then here is the science that kind of either not necessarily deep. Well, I guess debunks that or um, or just explores the the other side of that information. Uh, So it's not like if you feel like because I know that a lot of people feel like the way that they eat is almost 
saccharine or religion. It's like, this is what I grew up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is a nice way of just going, well, here's some science. And if you feel like you want to agree with it, then you can. Otherwise, like, you know, this is what works for some people. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, and uh, so then to refer to another specific video, there's uh, Calories and Hormones Explained, which I know that's one that I sent uh, you guys to watch before the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just something, uh, a lot of it refers back to what we've been taught or or we've learned over the years, like, okay, the food pyramid or why, why was that? why did that happen or and why is wheat and grain at the bottom of the pyramid why is this not there and so you know peels back all those layers and gets to the point of well this happened because of government funding right. and your a lot hormones of- are affected because you're not eating this you're eating that instead and so what i really like is that it's not just the top five foods you should be eating the the hormones conversation i really hope that in like the next decade that becomes a bigger center piece for health and wellness conversations versus, okay, we got calories on the cans of soda. Now we can see the sugar content. We can see the ingredients. That's all great. Right. But now we need to know what those things are doing in our bodies and we need to know what we can do to improve. So, so explain uh, a little bit. So what you're referring to as far as say the, the relationship between hormones and caloric value, caloric intake. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the big weight gain hormone is insulin. To just keep it really general, is every time you eat, your insulin spikes. Mm-hmm. But depending on what you eat, depends it, that uh, influences how much of an insulin spike you have. So the the highest, the deepest um, insulin spike you can have is if you have refined sugars, refined carbohydrates. You know, uh, anything that is deemed junk food necessarily. So like you know, oh Skittles, obviously that's going to give you a huge spike. But right. then there's also a ton of food that they add a bunch of sugar that. You know, you don't really know, like even in breads, even in, you know, pasta sauces and just, it flies in the radar. So if your insulin's up, you can't use fat for energy. It's like this light switch. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do when we're losing weight is, okay, I want to burn fat, not muscle. But if you're not eating the right foods, which would be what the channel's advocating for is high fat, you know, medium protein, low carb, low sugar foods so that the insulin can come down, stay down, and then you won't be hungry you'll be satiated and your your hormones start to balance out the ghrelin levels your leptin signals can start to actually get to the brain which tells your body hey you don't need to eat you've got enough energy hey we're over here using that fat for energy because insulin's low and we can start using hormone sensitive lipase to to generate energy from your fat but the shame is we're in such a snack culture that everybody's insulin stays super up and that's why we have such a problem with diabetes and pre-diabetic people um and I feel like most people just don't know because we don't really get taught that. We have home ac, we have like these food classes in school, but we get taught how to make monkey bread. We get taught like the food pyramid, <laughs> yes. you know, like all this established stuff. So, um, so that's the big one is insulin is if we talk more about insulin and how food affects your insulin levels and how you get those down so you can get, uh, get back to using your fat for energy, then a lot of other stuff starts to happen too, which is really exciting. So you talked about, too, you mentioned the food pyramid, right, and how the food pyramid ended up the way it is. And most of that, to the best of my understanding, is just big conglomerates essentially lobbying lobbying the right people. And that's how we end up with a with a pyramid that's structured the way it is, is essentially designed that way to sell product. But mm-hmm. how 
in your experience, people that actually subscribe to the food pyramid, by and large, like base their diets around that rigidly. How effective do you see that being realistically? Well, it, it, it goes back to the, once you start crunching those numbers and go, okay, once you figure out how the body works and uses energy, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables, those are fine because they've got the fiber in there that can deal with all, all the sugars. But even then, like food has changed so much just because of the way we grow food that it doesn't resemble what it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Right. Uh, so if, yeah, you subscribe to that, your insulin's going to be up all the time because six to 11 servings of bread is something like that at the bottom of the pyramid. It's a lot of bread. Uh-huh. And then at the very top, that's where you have your fats and oils. And there's, there's a, the latest video on the channel has to do with Alzheimer's and studying babies' brains and then also Alzheimer's brains and certain alternative treatments. And one of them is using medium-chain triglycerides as a supplement for Alzheimer's patients because um, medium-chain triglycerides are fat. It's a fat. I was, I was, you saw on my face, I was like, this is so compelling and I don't know what it means. <laughs> but yeah, so MCT oil or bulletproof coffee, that's another, like that whole craze it is based on that notion of adding fat to your coffee to spur ketone production. Ketone equals fat, energy. And your brain loves that stuff. And your brain is made of it, essentially. So... The, so the video goes on to talk about, oh, well, babies, when they're born, they're mostly riding on these ketones. They use ketones for energy. And just to say that that's naturally how we're supposed to have our energy, but we, because of our food pyramid, because of uh, cultivation, refined foods, snacking and all that, we have told ourselves, well, I need to have carbs for energy. When, if you supplement MCT oil to these Alzheimer's patients, there's a lot of great data that's been collected about people improving their test scores. Um, and getting some of their mental cognition back because just because they're adding fat back into their diet, um, which it's like every time he puts out a video, I get this moment where I just go, yes, exactly. It's, it can be that simple. We right. don't have to like, and then there's prescription drugs. I was about to go into that, but that's the other side of it is if we take care of ourselves through very simple means, whether it's, you know, just changing our diet, we don't have to go to the doctor as much as we do, which is really the saddest thing I can think of. And that was one of the things that I was thinking about before I came here and did the show was like, all I want to do is be able to walk and talk until the day I die. Wouldn't that's the dream. Walk isn't it? And, yeah. Walk <laughs> and talk, be able to tell a joke or remember who my kids are and who their kids are. And that's really the bottom line for, for this channel for me at least is go, okay, give yourself ammunition, the tools you need to stick around and also not go, well, that's getting old, I guess. I guess everybody just ends up in a wheelchair and on 12 different prescriptions. Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've i been thinking a lot more about this recently. I think I've talked not hyper extensively, but a little bit on this show before about how the, it's not so much that I am terrified of death as a concept, but the idea of time just inevitably marching forward. There is nothing we can do about it past a certain point. Mm -hmm. Our bodies will age, our bodies will slow down, and eventually things do happen. And there's nothing, no matter how good care you take of yourself, that process of decay still happens. That terrifies me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I wouldn't necessarily have put it in the same terms you just did, but I have more or less the same concerns. I would like to live as fully as I can until I am no longer living. So I'm now starting to try and, you know, a little bit, a little bit more atten uh, attention to, yeah, what very specifically, like, what am I putting in my body? What, what should I take out? How am I, uh, 
how am I best served by maintaining myself in different specific ways, right? So like ideally, like my dad, for example, my dad is is 75 and he still gets up and goes running every single day and he mm -hmm. does a bunch of like floor exercises and stuff with weights. And it's like, all right, well, how do I make sure that by the time I'm that age, I'm at least in comparable shape, you know? So like, yeah, there's a really cool pragmatic, pragmatic video about that too, about forming habits. And again, just takes away all of this different uh, mysticism behind you know these super performers like the billionaires and like all these books about oh the top 10 habits of these people it's like but the video focuses on how your brain works and how your brain compresses actions and so the example given in the video is i think it's just called like how to form habits and improve something along those lines you'll find it but it uses the example of your commute to work you don't think about grabbing key, putting key in door, open door, sit down, put in, it just all happens. And you're suddenly at work and you don't remember driving. You know, that's why a bunch of people text and drive or shave it's, on the way. It's so scary. It's so, <laughs> I don't know how I got here. Yeah, it's so scary. I was in bed and suddenly I'm here. Yeah, it's horrifying. But, the, <laughs> but use that to your advantage. So, like, so what they advocate is okay, if going to work equals getting in your car, blah, 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 just, you know, Going to the going to work equals getting up, showering, going to the gym, packing a towel, showering at the gym, going to work. It's right. that kind of thing. So, so then you go, okay. Well, then it's just a matter of programming my brain, and it may not work for some people to look at it that way. But for me, I just find that really cool to like think of yourself as this kind of computer thing, or just like you know how Sims when you yeah. played Sims, they start to remember to throw away things without you telling them, like. Don't put that on the floor. Put it in the garbage can. And they're all like, <laughs> and then you put carpet in front of the fireplace to teach them a lesson. <laughs> build mode. Remove all the doors. Yes. You guys so, are monsters. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, that, oh, that's, yeah. On that, on that note. <laughs> here's the thing. I was a monster in Sims 1 because they didn't look like people. But Sims 2 it was really hard. To, uh, to be a terrible god to them. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. But uh, but yeah, again, it, it, to that point of, of wanting to stick around, you look at your dad. Um, my dad passed away 10 years ago, and my mom passed away about three months ago. And my dad, it was, uh, it was some sort of heart problem, heart disease, enlarged heart, irregular heartbeat. So uh, apparently that was genetic, but I can't help but notice that, you know, my dad was overweight. He didn't exercise, didn't know what to eat, like the right foods. I think he tried the low carb thing for a while, but even then it was just, I don't think there's a deeper understanding for it. Right. And so, you know, the first thing that happens after something like that is the whole family, they get their, their hearts checked and make sure that it's not running in the family. And thankfully it's not, but yeah, you look at, your longevity based on your, your folks sometimes. And so I know it's like, okay, my dad didn't really know how to eat or what to eat. And he, you know, didn't sleep well, uh, snored all the time, sleep apnea and stuff. So like, so I got to focus on that stuff. I got to make sure I know how to fall asleep properly at night. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm a terrible sleeper. Like I just, I, I will, if I don't have to be up early for something, I will just stay awake doing stuff until my body gives out mm -hmm. more or less. I used to be a bad sleeper, and then at a certain point, I uh, I had to get out of certain habits. So, like, I used to work a lot in bed, so then, like, then my brain was like, this is where we do stuff, right? So we're never going to sleep. Oh. Um, so I had to, like, move out of, move from, like, working at a desk and, and making sure that, like, I don't do anything in bed that 
is super active so that my brain knows that that's where we go to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, we have to really be cognizant and start programming ourselves and doing a little bit of that, that homework, if you will, where it's like, yeah, the super convenient thing would be to look at my phone until I get tired enough to go to sleep. But then right. it turns out that doesn't work because either the screen color or obviously just having new information pooling in your head that you're interested in, you're going to stay up all sure. night. So I know that that's a weakness of mine, but I feel like I'm actually, I'm pretty fortunate in that when I do have to be up for something, I tend to be able to sort of put like compartmentalize the part of my brain. that's like, got to do something, got to do something, got to do something, got to do something. Yeah. I and mean, you have a plan of action, which is really cool uh, to get to sleep. And I know I have every once in a while, I see somebody on, on Facebook going like, what are your hacks for falling asleep? And everybody, <laughs> everybody's got one, you know? And, uh, but then there's also some unhealthy ones where it's like, well, I have a couple beers and then I, and then I get nice plum tired and all that. Like but, that's, uh, that's okay every once in a while, yeah. but that maybe shouldn't be your crutch on the daily. <laughs> that yeah. might not yeah. be indicative of a good thing. Your My new habit is uh, screaming until I pass out I'm and so I eventually tired. wake up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wake lack up of oxygen screaming. Helps. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, um, third apartment this month. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but uh, you you were talking about like um, you know trying to trying to gauge your own potential longevity based on you know immediate blood relations that sort of uh, precede you by a generation. So, like I talk about my dad and how he's in for his age. You know, he's in really great shape. But a few years ago, he had to have like an emergency like triple bypass because he was in good shape, always running and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I guess he went, his doctor checked him and was and is like, uh, bro, you got to have surgery like now because you could just drop at any point if you don't have surgery. And he's like, well, I guess I'll have surgery then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so even that, it's like I am super and I'm super paranoid about my heart. Not that I have any specific reason to be. I think it started because I have like a sensitive stomach. And there's a lot of, like, I have to take uh, uh, medication that I shouldn't have to take forever, but, you know, to help manage stomach acid. Mm -hmm. But you know how when you have, like, an acid reflux thing, um, you can feel it sometimes not just kind of coming up, but you can feel it, like, higher in your throat. So you feel it in your chest. So a few times I've had that, and it felt like something was up with my heart. And I, like, you know, I get real nervous about it. There was one night where I swear to God I had to, I, I panicked so hard about it. That and of course I was making that feeling worse. That I actually had to get my girlfriend like to drive me to the emergency room so medical professionals could check my heart and be like, "You're fine, idiot. Go mm-hmm. home." Um, but so I'm hyper, hyper, hyper aware of that now. Or even like another example, like last year or something. I'm talking to my dad and at like kind of apropos of nothing really. He just kind of goes, "Oh yeah, did I mention you? I had my prostate removed." And I was like, "No, oh yeah, you didn't." I should probably know about that, shouldn't I? Just to try to be like, okay, what do I now kind of, I'm still pretty young, so what do I need to start paying real close attention to now? And what is the best way to care for and maintain my body to stave off all of that as long as possible? Like I'm trying to figure out what is the best, you know, what is the best thing I can do for for long-term heart health, for example. And I, you know, I do... Lately, I went out of town, and like this past week, I just have not been given as much of a shit about my diet as I should. Tis the season. But for the most part, like at home, uh, like we're not vegan, my girlfriend and I. Like we still eat meat, but at home, we mostly eat vegan. Like she gets these meal plans, and she batch cooks everything from scratch. And so we're eating really good, healthy food, like clean food 
at home. But even within that, I'm still trying to figure out like, what do I definitely need more of? What do I, what is my body based on my specific, uh, you know, like my specific chemistry? What am I sensitive to? What am I less sensitive to? I've been thinking for a while and you'd probably know better than I would, but I've been thinking I must be sensitive to, to oil of some kind because most food that isn't super clean, I have this reaction, like this physical reaction, like I, I start to feel kind of tingly mm-hmm. and a little bit hot. And it makes me feel like, um, like super neurotically, like I have to go wash my hands and my face. Mm-hmm. This happens not every single time I eat something that's not hyper clean, but often enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm positive because I know it isn't completely psychosomatic and, and neurotic, though it is that as well. Um, I know that I'm having some kind of physical reaction to something. Well, it, it's that's part of it is um, being aware of those feelings. And that's the thing about food is it's the most intrusive part of our lives. And, you know, nothing goes into our body more than food. Eh, insert your joke here. Nice. Um, but <laughs> but so with that is is to be very aware of when you're having food and eating it and going, oh, I don't feel great. It's and the reaction shouldn't be I'll have some more food to get more energy. It's like right because that's once you pull that away and say okay, food is not necessarily energy. You get energy from food, got it, but your body has energy too, and you don't want to eat more to feel better after eating something and not feeling good. Right. And so being a little quote neurotic as you say about it is a great thing because then you figure out what works for you and what ingredients you can't have because some some people can't even you know have pepper or, mm. or or tomatoes and it can be something really simple it's like well that's a fruit i should be able to it's like no uh listen to your body and then also be able to remember those things and then find the things that do work or that are good for you yeah one of the most incredible things about mostly like the meals we eat at home now about uh, pretty much all of them being vegan is I, I discovered this incredible, it's like, it's like the, the Shangri-La or the Holy Grail of a post-dining experience for me because I actually experienced the sensation of fullness without feeling horrific at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. Oh, satiety. Isn't it great? Uh, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. And because like I, my diet is not horrible outside of that. I could do better in certain ways, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But Every time I arrive at full, it's like I just need to like rip off all of my skin and let all of the fat just like puddle <laughs> on the floor under me. You know, he doesn't have a video about that yet, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> Ripping what I've skin learned <laughs> skin rip and you. Um, as long as you have a good like tightener, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a, a, a clip, like a big, uh, like you know, one of the binder clips yeah. that you can use to just stretch your skin around you to tighten it after you're done letting all the fat out i'm an avid bind clipper i've been doing that for three years now and i advocate it very heavily this this is why your face looks so smooth that's right i put on the back of my head when i fall asleep (laughs) yeah it's horrifying gives Uh, you a nice little like reptilian uh, scale thing in your back it's nice you do have these weird like folds on the back (laughs) of your head it's great for running straight but if you try to turn it really overcompensates yeah (laughs) it's like the little turkey neck thing <laughs> yeah, on the, the back gobbler. of your head. Yeah. Just like flop, flop, flop. Uh-huh. It hits right. you when you look left or right too suddenly. But you don't need a parachute, so that's the nice part. Uh, you yeah. jump out the plane and it just kind of flops out. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're all laughing now, but when we're in the air, you watch out. <laughs> but, it's um, like No, it's like what Tom Cruise is going to do for the next Mission Impossible is they're going to do another Halo jump, but this time he's using his own head as a parachute. Yeah, I'd watch that. I filled my scalp with thetans and now it stretches. 
only an IMAX camera could <laughs> capture this moment. Uh, but but yeah, so you were talking about you know the different ways you're eating well and doing uh, well eating. Uh, one thing that um, I'm hoping catches on a little bit more is just that idea of doing less or you know less meals in a day, if you will, like the whole fasting thing. I think there's right. there needs to. I'm hoping that through channels like what I've learned, where they where it's not some bro. There's there is another channel called Snake Diet, which has it's the totally opposite uh, form of deliver delivery. Snake yeah, diet? Snake Diet. So obviously, like it starts off every time with this gentleman saying, "Hey, fatty." as loud as he can. And some people need a drill sergeant to like to do that. And some of his stuff does make sense, but it turns people off right away. And I would right. never share that with somebody just because it's, if you're not up for it, you're not up for it. But what I've learned is it go, talks about longevity and fasting too. And so that, you know, the word longevity is, is everything. Um, so something that I like in the channel that he brings up every once in a while is the fact that if you just eat less, if you just eat less often, eat less often, then your body starts to do things to help regenerate uh, your cells and your skin and, and the inside of your body because all these enzymes can do other things. And once again, if you're not eating, that insulin goes down, you start using the fat for energy, and you can reach this state of calm. And I know I can be an anxious son of a bitch sometimes because of like, a, I'm an actor. So I go to auditions and every once in a while, I'll be sitting in the room and going, oh my gosh, my heart rate is going crazy and I can't stop it because I had that extra cup of coffee it's a, or it's I had a, some sugar beforehand. It's, right. Oh. It's, it's a, it's a fu fundamentally a business seemingly designed to destroy you spiritually. And then on top of that, you're constantly in direct competition with everybody around you. Uh -huh. Splash a little caffeine on top of that. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's a day. That's a day for sure. Right. And, but I, I've done that before. It's like, okay, I'm going to fast today. I'm just going to go in clean and not digesting any food or anything. And I get in there. And the thing about fasting is you, you generally, around second or third gear you're never in fifth gear like after having a big piece of pizza or something and you're jumping off the walls for 15 minutes but you're never one you're never right. down there crashing so you're always like two or three and i just remember everything's a little clearer a little more mellow seems like you got a little more time in your hands if after you reach this state like you know 12 to 16 hours in the first few are, are kind of lame and suck but once you get to that point it feels really nice and you go you know what? This makes sense. The way I'm feeling right now, this this feels good. I don't feel like I need to eat, and when I do eat, I'm gonna feel okay. Cause that's an, that's another great thing is when you eat for the first time after fasting, it's like everybody in the stomach's ready for it. Right. So well, if you keep it simple, yeah. Um. So I know you had mentioned the the calorie and hormones video. Mm -hmm. So like, how does one distinguish between like? low calorie versus like the fasting, like, can you go into a little bit more of like how that routine works? Yeah. So the, the problem with, uh, things like Nutrisystem or any other, uh, diet that advocates for three meals a day and a snack kind of thing, cause the, any of those point, uh, system diets do that. It's like, here's your breakfast, here's your lunch, here's your dinner. And we even have two snacks in there for you. Um, it's, that whole time, you know, every time you eat, insulin goes up. So you're really making it hard for yourself to use fat for energy. If your insulin stays up, your body's going to use muscle. 70% of the calories, 70% uh, of the weight you're going to lose would be from your muscles versus fat if you do it that way. That's in the hormone calorie video. So, so if you think about hormones instead of calories uh, for the starting point, you know, okay, my, my goal is to get my insulin low. And then when I do eat, I need to eat 
calories that are non-insulin spiking, which would be your fats and a little bit of protein because protein, if you have too much of that, that can spike your insulin too. So that's where the marriage between hormones and calories uh, comes up because it seems like all we're doing is getting sold calorie counts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the right. diet soda, zero calories. It's good for you. No, no. It, the aspartame is going to spike your insulin. And so then you're going to feel crappy in a little bit. And you're like, I know I drank about 12 Diet Cokes a day growing up just because we were, that was our household. And right. I remember sometimes be so lightheaded. I'd have to sit down like we'd be at church, you know, and everybody's standing and then I would just sit down. And I was 12 and like I couldn't hang with the senior citizens. But, but yeah, so once you realize, okay, calories only go so far. Right. And then eating frequency starts coming in. And so you could be eating six, 300 calorie meals a day. But if each time you're popping your insulin, you're probably just going to be taking away your muscles versus the fat that you want to. So that's where the hormones play in with the calories. Okay. But like, so how does the intermittent fasting, I mean, mostly, I guess, how does the intermittent fasting work? Like if, so as the fattest guy at this table, I'm hearing you go, just eat less stuff and then, you know, you'll be good. So like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to eat one meal a day. It's going to be real fatty because I got to get them fats up. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be one slice of bacon because that's my protein. Oh yeah. Well, so yeah, let's uh, let's pull back then and talk about fasting. Um, so the fasting, a, a great way to start is the the eight to sixteen uh, ratio. So you'd have an eight hour eating window and sixteen hours of not eating, not spiking your insulin. So that means you can have water, you can have black coffee, and you can uh, take electrolytes. So you can add salt, potassium, magnesium, and all these minerals. I can make that work. Yeah. <laughs> once once you dropped like coffee right into the middle of this, it's like all right, I can make that work. For yeah. So obviously, coffee it can trouble your stomach a bit. So we'll just watch out for the acidity there, but I feel fine doing it. It actually helps with ketone production, helps spur that, which is again, ketones is the fat energy. Um, so that's a great place to start is eight hour eating window, 16 hour fast, basically two meals a day. So you'd, you'd break your fast, uh, with a meal that's high in fats. And then once again, low carb, medium protein, and then you'd end your fast having another meal, maybe four or five hours later, the, the goal would be to get your eating window as small as possible. So you start with eight to 16, you know, eight hour eating window, 16 hour fast window. And then you can creep in from there. It's like, okay, well then I'm, I can do a four hour eating window down to the point where you're having one meal a day. And it's like, okay, I'll just have the one meal. And I know I've gotten total college kids sometimes. And I've just done that where it's like, I'm getting a sleeve of bacon and I'm just going to cook that and eat all that. Yeah. I don't advocate it all the time, (laughs) but, but the, but the macros on bacon are really good for that. So, but that's, that's really where you want to start is, is a eight hour eating window and then 16 hours, not eating, drinking your water, seeing how you feel. Uh, cause a lot of people start to feel really crummy doing this because they lose all the salts and potassiums because you're drinking water, drinking coffee, you get dehydrated and you go to the bathroom, you lose all your electrolytes. I'm like, Oh, I feel crappy. That must mean I need to eat. It's like, well, no, let's add some salts in there. Cause at first I didn't know that little trick until about a year ago. And I felt so stupid because I'd been doing all this fasting and just feeling like garbage sometimes. Um, 
But that's what we're talking about when we're saying eat, le- eat less often is, is knowing when you're not going to eat, knowing when you're going to eat. Right. And a lot of people, we've been sold, uh, we, we've been pushed this agenda by the breakfast lobby. As long, <laughs> yeah. as, as, long as I've been around, you know, the, what they teach us or what they taught us growing up was always like breakfast, most important meal of the day. Make sure you eat a big breakfast. And that's all kinds of bullshit. Oh, yeah. That's just nonsensical. And especially when most of the, the breakfast that I that I had grown up, at least, was Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms. Right, all like mm-hmm. carby, sugary. Pancakes, syrup. Yeah, and then and then the sad thing is breakfast can be the most important meal of the day because on that same side, you've got eggs, you've got bacon, you've got these staples like eggs and bacon are some of the best food you can have under this diet. Obviously, you know, not for vegans and all that. And if that's working for you, this isn't me trying to tell somebody to, to get off vegan. Right. It's all about longevity and feeling your best. Eat a cow, God damn it. <laughs> yes. yes. So I apologize to anybody who's not getting any information out of this discussion. But, but that's the idea is you don't need to wake up and have a meal because the ghrelin, if, ghrelin hormone is another one. Ghrelin's the one that tells you you're hungry. It goes up in order for you to eat. And that's another great thing to learn about is that, okay, I'm hungry. That just means my ghrelin hormone is spiking because I had breakfast yesterday. So my body's used to me eating at this time. So you can really just break through that and go, okay, I don't feel my best right now because ghrelin's up, but that's going to go away because that's another great thing about fasting is over time, the ghrelin hormone spikes less and less and less and your insulin stays low and you're still able to use fat for energy. And obviously, I'm not advocating anybody going into a 48-hour fast or 72-hour fast right, right away. You work do your up own, to that. Do your own research. Obviously, yeah. Work up to it. Do your own research. Maybe don't drive a car that day. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So so I'm putting all this out there just to plant some seeds. Yeah. But uh, but that's really uh, the cool thing about this channel is, again, it's just he breaks it down. And so even with, when I say, like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm hangry, it's like it's just ghrelin. Mm-hmm. It's just a hormone that's going to go away in a little bit because, you know, we came from a time when people weren't eating all the time. We have multi-billion dollar snack industry that wants us to eat junk all the time. And even you can find like some of the best stuff you could probably find uh, ketogenic wise as a snack would be like beef jerky. But even then you look at it, it's like they added seven grams of sugar into this thing. Right. Ugh, so. This is also probably more sodium than I need in a sitting as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that too. <laughs> like you eat one piece and you look at your hands and they've inflated. It's like in uh in the Abrams Star Trek where Kirk's hands have ballooned for whatever reason, where Bones keeps injecting him. Uh-huh. It's like the, injecting him. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my Which gosh. Is exact, this uh-huh. exact hand motion. Right. 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 Um, uh, <laughs> for those at home, uh, Lex is doing a very specific like very accurate injection space work it's it's phenomenal guys. Uh-huh. kirk's like so why did they call you bones he's like yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's, it's a good question it's just they started and they just didn't stop yeah. uh kind of like me um, but uh it's like that you have one piece of beef jerky and suddenly your hands balloon you can't like use your iphone because your hands are too or yeah uh-huh. or like yeah. the story of mount everest uh on Mr. Show. You just keep falling backwards and knocking stuff down. And then you eventually get your hands run over by a taxi cab outside the premiere <laughs> of your film. If you that know was that one. real esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just deep cuts on here. Deep uh, cuts. That sketch is well, great. Uh, more, I, more Mr. Show for everybody. I guess another thing, so I keep talking about how simple and like matter of fact these videos are, but they're also, I love the way that they're edited because um, he uses a lot of Simpsons. There's a there's a video where it's like 
um, everything you're told is a lie. I, forget, I have to look up the name of it while I'm talking, but it basically goes through the entire life cycle of somebody in terms of like, Hey, as, as you, uh, as you grow up, like when you were born, your mom was in the wrong position to give birth because sitting on a, on a, in a bed and have an epidural, you know, it's, it's very hard. You should be in a squatting position, like that kind of thing where it just breaks down from, even from the start, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And yeah. then you, then you get out of the womb and you, they give you sweeties, which is basically just sugar to calm you down. And so like, all right, I'm already addicted to sugar. Thanks. Oh, the video is called trust yourself. Everything wrong with the system. But he starts off the video with Catch Me If You Can, uh, the scene where uh, Tom Hanks comes into the, the hotel room. He thinks he's caught Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leo comes out, and he just says, ah, oh, you know, we've been tracking this guy for weeks, and he pulls out his wallet. Hey, check my credentials. He doesn't, and Leo gets to go away just because uh, Tom Hanks didn't uh, – didn't uh, he didn't trust himself he uh well pardon me he trusted leonardo dicaprio he said okay you're a secret agent i don't need to look at your wallet but then they bring it back around at the end and say you know you, he should have looked in the wallet he don't just listen to whatever people are telling you because what you're being sold is usually a product that you don't need or a lifestyle that you don't need because it's furthering somebody else's agenda so he uses that and Throughout the middle of the of this uh, video, he uses Simpsons the whole time. So you got Homer Simpson basically living out all these different episodes. Like, oh, and then, you know, then when he turned 30, he gained a little bit of weight. And it's the, the balloon episode where he turns into the 800-pound man. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. so if you grew up in the 90s or, you know, or around 30, you should be able to enjoy a lot of the just the cutaways that he does without having to break away from the content. Right. Yeah, I really liked, uh, I watched the antidepressant episode and the way that he used it to illustrate how um, just because things are vaguely associated doesn't mean that they are causal. You're talking about the specious logic. Yes. Yes. Lisa trying to explain the principle of specious logic, this concept to Homer, and it ends with Homer wanting very much to buy this rock. (laughs) Yes. I have this rock. I don't see any bears around. Lisa, I'd like to buy your rock. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a little bit of humor in there, but, you know, never once do you see the guy and never once does he try to be funny. So. I, you know, I do appreciate that compared to a great many YouTube channels where it really seems like it's far less about the content or the supposed alleged content and more about, look at me, mm-hmm. look at my face, look at how great I am. Don't you want a T-shirt or a tote bag with me on it? Right. <laughs> I, well, I mean, do. Props, props to you being able to find his name because I was having such a time trying to trying to do some research on this guy. Oh, um, he just he just made that name up. Oh, nice. Yep. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I too was having trouble, and I like I I went through um, like Reddit forums, and I like eventually found the like about in is in the the channel, and it just I went down a rabbit hole, baby. Oh, it nice. was good. Uh-huh. Um, but I found it. Joseph Everett, guys. Joseph Everett. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. We do have to acknowledge that. Good journalistic in- integrity there. Hell, yeah. There. yeah. Uh, he's also, he's living my dream. He's living in, in uh, Tokyo, just chilling out. Uh, that's that's my dream. I was I didn't know this. I'm a big old weeb. Your... I gotta I gotta <laughs> live my life in Tokyo one day. I mean, I know you like anime, but that's as far down this road as I think we've gotten. Yeah. Well, uh, now you know. I uh, inside I inside this 
dark chocolate exterior <laughs> lives a, a meek Japanese man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I, I still have to go to Japan as well. Um, but I will be going to Ireland for a month in Ooh. February. And that's going to be like the ultimate test for living a life that's, you know, uh, it, it, I think routine is another big problem that a lot of people face. And so especially like we were saying, oh, right now I'm not really eating too well because, you know, holidays, there's no routine. There's, there's always a, some social gathering, some family event, and then the celebration equals food and drink. And so I'm so looking forward to, alcohol. yes, all, all of alcohol. It. Just Bailey's fountains of uh-huh. but, uh, <laughs> but so, alcohol's good for you right? right so i'll be staying in dublin the home of guinness you know so that'll be a test to see okay because i want to go i'm going there for a month just to have a routine because i want to uh go because americans we're just terrible at vacationing yeah like, every time i go international i hear it's like oh so how long are you here I'm like, oh and i say i'm here for seven days like wow that's short what are you doing it's like they list off two months versus of locations and it's like <laughs> right. oh my gosh so Never had that experience before. And so Just put your dick away. I don't care. This is my vacation. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> your two month dick. Yes. Uh-huh. That's anyway, sorry. Oh no, it's it's true. So uh so <laughs> look at it. <laughs> Very aggressive over there in Ireland. Yeah, that's how they always are. They Anytime are. you go internationally. Uh-huh. You're trying trying to talk about length of time and they just want to talk yeah. about length of the yeah. wing. You're like they're like, How long are you staying? And they just slap their dick on the table uh-huh. and they're like, I'm going all these places and they're tattooed. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm hoping to do is be able to come back with a nice long vacation dick and just you know <laughs> slap it around in America because yeah. you know we're we're just not as good about the traveling mm-hmm. experience. <laughs> he's still he's stuck got, on it. He's got the legend tattooed on there too, so he can figure out what all the dots mean. Right, of course. Oh no. <laughs> you know, and then when you die. They'll, t- they'll take the skin from the penis <laughs> and then they'll stretch it out um, and it'll be framed for all your family to enjoy. It belongs oh. in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> this man is a god. Oh, to make films in his honor. Yeah. So a lot of skin stretching in this uh, episode. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> a pretty distinct and specific theme <laughs> that has taken shape. What a through line. Uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so we're getting towards the end of our episode. Do we have any like last thoughts? Any last questions? Any um, health and wellness advice for our sweet, sweet listeners going into this habitless holiday season? This is our last episode before Christmas. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I just say that um, YouTube is a tool. Like YouTube is great and awful. Uh, right so we were, like we're, pretty much the entire internet is both great and yeah awful. so that that's the thing is uh i'm getting better and better i think thanks to this channel i'm getting better and better about finding good content online on youtube versus you know we don't have to go to the library and get a book anymore you don't have to get like anecdotal evidence through friends you can start to find this stuff and it's it's well made it's well executed and seems like the agenda is you know for the betterment of you versus selling a product so uh that's my bottom line with what i've learned is it excited me because here's somebody who is making videos that obviously he cares about on content or, or ideas that he cares about and um 
that is spurring me to find more and more content along those lines and just keep growing my knowledge on how I stay healthy and how I can f- help my friends and family stay healthy too. One, uh, one big, if you, if you could offer one piece of advice, since we are kind of in the holiday season, there's going to be a lot of food around constantly. Like if you could one, one piece of advice for people looking to navigate holiday eating in the most, let's put it this way, the least catastrophically damaging <laughs> way possible. Uh-huh. What would you like one, like just one, like top of your list, what would be the first thing you would suggest to anybody? Uh, never feel like you need to eat. Like, so the big thing is, yeah, we have the holiday party. You're going to eat. I, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat all the desserts. Like whenever I go home, it's a celebration of, of calories and alcohol. But that what I like to do is then I, I make sure I drink a ton of water the night before or the night after and before I go to bed. And I wake up, I have a pot of coffee or a cup of coffee. And I say, okay, I don't need to eat breakfast. I'm fine. I have a ton of food in me. I may want to eat because of all the sugar I had, because that's still flowing through my veins. But I'll just I'll have coffee. I'll sit down, watch TV with my brother, or maybe I'll go to the gym. So that's something you can do is is say, okay, I'll just not eat at this moment, or I'll see how I feel when I don't eat. Like have that little experiment with yourself. Try that out, um, because I don't want to tell you to not have honeyed ham, or I don't want you to not have the candy cane and put that in your coffee or your hot chocolate or whatever, because we should all be able to enjoy those things. Cause part of food is, is who you're with when you're eating, you're with somebody and, and it's a celebration. So try that out. See, see how you feel just saying, okay, I don't need to have a bowl of cereal in the morning. Cause that's just going to be more sugar. I'll save that for later. All right. Yeah. My advice is Gorge as much as you can. Just shove it all in, mm. all the way up to the 31st of December. And then on uh, January 1st, start your new diet, baby. Just hey, purge. you know? Yeah. Right at <laughs> just yeah. start purging. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, you know... You know, start it, start anew, make your resolution, uh, go to the gym that day, and then do whatever you want for the rest of the year. Start the cycle over. Uh-huh. Meth is a great uh, booster of, of energy expenditure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. If you, if you commit many crimes and are constantly on the run, it will expend a lot of energy. Yeah. That's the adrenaline true. is always up. You always think they're out to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Prison, you work out a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? They don't play around in there. No. Mm-mm. But their meals are full of sugar. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Poor as guys. long as you ate well before being incarcerated, <laughs> yeah. you'll be able to outrun them. Uh, they'll have ADHD. Yes. They'll be too distracted because of all the sugar. Just when you know that the police are coming, just eat as much plant-based nutrition as you possibly can <laughs> so that you can run off this reserve energy for the duration of your sentence. <laughs> To stay in ketosis the whole time. You'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Any words of wisdom, Lex? No. Who Who are you asking? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. We had two out of three. Have, figure. I don't yeah. have words of wisdom. All right. Well, I'll, uh, Lex once told me that cottage cheese is great for I got you. The, the cottage cheese thing I got from, from Brian. Like oh, cottage yeah. cheese becoming a staple of my diet was uh-huh. uh, something that Brian Andrews gifted to me in a little invisible box. <laughs> yeah. It's it's basically, you know, there's, there's fat, there's protein. The thing is it's casein protein. So watch out for there's a little longer to digest in. So the more I'm learning about that is, you know, the less you need. But I know that was one of the, the staples of I my mean, diet. I don't sit and eat buckets of yes. the shit, you know. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just something to kind of augment a little bit. It's a good way to very low calorie, but 
decent amount of protein. Yeah, yeah. I had read that Greek yogurt is a nice like alternative because yeah. cotton cheese, cottage cheese is gross mm-hmm. to me. Oh yeah, well then that's the gut microbiome thing because if you get some of those pro and prebiotics in you, then oh that's a whole other part of this channel, the, the gut microbiome and how it affects your brain. Fascinating stuff. But yeah, yogurt. If you get good yogurt with cultures in it, it's a good one. But yeah, yeah. yogurt. Yeah, yogurt's so good. That's, um, can we get shirts made that say, but yeah, dot, 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 and on the back it says yogurt? Yeah. I think so. Totally. Yeah, I'd buy one. And explain it to nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when they're like, hey, this is a fun shirt. What does that mean? You go, <laughs> just walk <laughs> yeah. away. Oh. oh, the pretentiousness. <laughs> yeah. Is, is he a shill for yogurt? Uh-huh. Like, is he sponsored for every tisk he does? If you don't know what it means, I don't want to explain it to you. So, like, I'm totally sponsored by yogurt. What do you mean? Like, like your company? Your, like, your social media platform? No. <laughs> just walks away. Dear Mr. Yoplay, uh-huh. I have done 17 tisks today. Please cash in. Excellent, yes. Uh, geez. Um, <laughs> Brian, uh, if the people want to talk to you some more, where can they find you? Oh, that's a great question. Well, um, I'd say on Instagram, you can find me at Bandries. That's B-A-N-D-R-I-E-S. And uh, I'm very rarely on Twitter, so I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> but Instagram, uh, Bandries, if you want to ask me any questions or just follow, you know, I'm more than happy to talk. All right, nice. What about you, Lex Michael? That is that is uh, it's not how I pronounce it, but but uh, if you pronounce the spelling phonetically, it's just like that. Yep. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I've been working you're, on my pronunciation. You're drooling and everything. Like yeah. Most people don't get the drool when they when yeah. they try to pronounce it. But it's you, the drool is no, silent. It is. <laughs> but pungent. Pungent <laughs> is all. Get out. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. Cool. You could find me at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. Guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending this year with us. I don't. I, <laughs> well, not year's not over. I, I know. I just like couple more. Couple I just, more weeks you know, in the yeah. year. I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna say the whole thing. I'm gonna, every time, I'm gonna be like, thanks for spending this year with us. Anyway, um, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, as I said, this is our last one before Christmas. We may launch one on Christmas, but who knows? Because it is on Tuesday, which is our usual day. Um, but uh, if you don't hear from us, have a great holiday. Um, if you do, hey, keep listening. Thanks. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Yeah. At a certain point, At it's a like certain some, point, you, some <laughs> like some of this must be scripted, surely. Uh-huh. But it could also be just a twin intuition thing. Twin, twin intuition. Hey, yeah. there's a reason why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck y'all. Hey.